for this. I would do this. <laughs> Fuck, I'm out of Okay, this might be way too loud. Here it comes, guys. so funny. Uh, I, I hadn't planned. I don't know. Wow. There's a little bit of echo. Yeah. Find us five, two, four, three, two, one. Booster ignition and liftoff of Discovery. You're gonna die. I'm Raymond Arroyo. We'll see you next week. It's the show, everybody! Welcome! That's right! Welcome back to the show. My name is Edmund Mitchell. I'm one of the hosts of the show with Edmund Mitchell, I guess. Yeah, the echo is weird. You're right. Oh, I need to turn this down. Turn that trash down. Hi, everyone. My name is Edmund. I'm one of the co-hosts today of the show here with... Who else? Who are the other co-hosts here? My name is Nick. And I'm Allie. And we have a special guest today. So special. We flew her in just for this. Claire, what's your name? Claire McCallan, oh. here from Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn! All the way from New York. All the way from That's New York amazing. City. Welcome, Claire. Woo! Yeah. So excited. That's awesome. Thank you, guys. For those of you listening at home, you don't get to experience all this. We have another live studio audience. Only our best friends. <laughs> Only our best friends. <clears throat> um, there's always about an hour of prep time because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of prepared, but always a little not as prepared as I should be. So you don't get to experience that, but that was lovely. That's actually the part I I like the most. Is the anxiety setting up beforehand? Yeah, like the build up, like the build up, the yeah. build up. Yeah, Walking it's up like to the door to- nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like if you just surprise your kids, you're like, we're going to Disney today. You miss all the build up. Mm. You know, you miss all the like the butterflies for months. Like, will we go on that one ride? Is Dad just lying again? <laughs> you know, like, does he really like us? Yeah, it's fun. So you miss that. Yeah. Mm. Have you ever been to Disney, Claire? long time ago um my parents wouldn't do it so my grandma finally stepped in and your parents went, yeah they were anything with magic <laughs> you know it's one of those nice. anything oh, with magic nice. was a no so, so no harry potter oh well, yes harry well no official harry potter under the cover okay 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 there's a lot of people there's a yes. lot of kids out there who have to suffer that like mm-hmm. who have to like smuggle it in mm-hmm. it's like smuggling bibles into russia oh. it's like smuggling <laughs> harry, like it's like smuggling <laughs> harry potter into a christian home <laughs> But you know, like, the older I get, the more I kind of like everything that they did that I thought was totally ridiculous. The older I get, I keep calling them I'm like, you, you were, you were right. right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going through that too. As you get older, you're like, oh, that's why my parents wouldn't let me do that. Mm-hmm. And that's why they didn't explain to me why they wouldn't let me do that. Mm-hmm. just didn't want to. Like yes. open the window? Yeah. In the house? Because of serial killers. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Checks yeah. out. <laughs> so Claire, the reason you're here is part is because you're awesome, but also... um. I, ke- I keep coming across you on social media. Mm-hmm. I think that was how we kind of connected mm-hmm. with social media. Is my voice too powerful and domineering right it now? It always is. No such thing is too powerful. Claire, do you think that's? Okay. No, no. Okay. What, Allie? What? It's an invitation for all of us like to be like, always that. giggly. You're always giggly? <laughs> that's full and live. Whatever. So that's me. Anyways, um, so I keep seeing you on social media, and you are a spoken word poet, mm-hmm. right? Um, but tell people a little bit of your backstory. Par- partially, like... You're, I really respect people who are just putting in the work. Mm-hmm. And I also respect people who are extremely um, just like this is kind of how I am. Very transparent and vulnerable and like raw. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if those words are cliche, but um, you've had a few things that maybe we'll talk about um, a little bit later. But, you know, these like series of mm-hmm. articles on Facebook and just a lot of the stuff you're putting out. Mm-hmm. I just was like, I want to get to know this person. 
Um, Jeff Hedlund is a huge fan. Shout out to Jeff Hedlund. Yeah, I'm the biggest Epic. Jeff fan. It's so mutual. <laughs> Where do you know him from? Yeah, I, he just like found my poetry on the from, internet. Yeah, really. He's the nicest guy and the most consistent supporter. Yeah. And we, even when yeah. no one else cares, he's a very dear Jeff friend. Is, he's a good friend of ours. Well, I mean, of so, all, that's great to hear. Yeah, yeah. He's no, yeah. So, he's he's, he's so homegrown. He's homegrown yeah. around here. I know it was a bummer. We were messaging. I was like, I'm going to be in your neighborhood and finally get to meet you, but it didn't happen. Yeah. So so tell people about you. Where are you from? Like, what's your story? I'm from a small town. Outside of Boston, okay. I went to school at Franciscan. Okay, and does she sound like she's from Boston? Not really. I've moved around. Okay, ready for this? Yeah, yeah give us I've a Boston lived. accent. Oh, I can't do the accent. Oh, it's just I places I know. I never because <laughs> I moved around so much. I grew up in Boston, went to school in Ohio, but spent every summer down in D.C. Because okay. the original passion, you know how you have nice. a passion you can outgrow. Yeah, and the original passion was politics. I was like so into okay. it. And Did you want to be a politician? Yeah. Okay. I started really young. I started at like 16, okay. flying out to these like crazy conferences all over the country. and the Wearing g- pantsuits and stuff. <laughs> I was of like a colors. little conservative mm. Hillary. Yes. Really? Uh, <laughs> yes, that's actually exactly. Where, where is, is Kyle still here? Okay. He could have he could he have left. testified it to it. Um, <laughs> it was nuts. It was so what I was into. And then, but I mean, I went and I saw too much of the world and then I never got it back. I was in... Boston, went to school in Ohio, spent every summer down in D.C. Mm. After graduation, I lived in Florida for a little bit. And then Where? Then, Where? Uh, I lived Melbourne, in Florida. Melbourne. Oh, uh, I kind of know there. Near Orlando. Tampa. And then uh, L.A. for a little while. Wow, dang. Mm-hmm. And then, Wait, so why'd you move around so much? Military family? No, it's just kind of fun. This was all me after graduation. I oh, just, dang. I like, wow. wanted to experience more stuff. Um, so in Florida, I was a bracelet maker. Uh huh. That's true. That's true. Wait, that was like that was your that's amazing. That was your full time job. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was. Like, do you mean bracelet <laughs> like maker? What like kind of like bracelet? You, did you I have was a little beads on? You know, because I have young eyes. So. Yeah. But are you talking about like in a factory, or are you talking about you have a little cart on the beach in the and you're just ba- like in the back room of my aunt's boutique? Oh, okay. 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 No one okay. can see that. I see okay. that. That's the sound of beads. Oh, people can. This is video based. Oh, good. Okay. But they know the. They know that. They know that sound. The universal bracelet sound. Yeah. And then I was in LA working for a construction company. Okay. Uh, we were selling rocks, and then I went to Calcutta <laughs> for a little you while. You were selling rocks? Yes. Wow. There's kind a of a trend thing. here. Beads, rocks. rocks Calcutta. Calcutta. Wait, what? More rocks than so Calcutta. More rocks. There's uh-huh. yeah. some rocks, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what did you do in Calcutta? Um, I was volunteering with the Missionaries of Charity. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. Gosh, you like. yeah. How long were you there for? Two months. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to New York. So wait, so you Franciscan yes. University graduate. Mm-hmm. 2017. Did you also do Focus? Nope. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know why. I I'm that. not that great at fundraising. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so no. Come on, think of all the fundraising. Think of all the fundraising bracelets you could have made. That's true. That yeah. that one's very yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're 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 moving all over the place. Mm-hmm. What brings you? To, so now you're in New York. Yeah, I've been there for almost two years now. Okay, and what brought you there? When I was in Calcutta, I got typhoid. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh, um, from some bad water, which not for nothing was given to me by a nun. So you tell me. Like you she know? gave you the water or the yeah, typhoid? She gave, well, or both. both, actually, both, because yeah. the typhoid was in the water. <laughs> like a typhoid um, makes sense. Do you think it was malicious? Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. Oh, okay. okay. I'm pretty sure that's what we were all thinking. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and she, I was really, really thirsty. And they said, like, do not drink unsealed water bottles. And she gave it to me. And she was, like, promising. And I was like, no, I can't. I need to go find some, like, better water. And she was like, trust me. And I was like, well, she's a oh. nun. So I drank the water, woke up like four hours later, just so oh, sick, gosh. and I was in bed for like two weeks. <gasps> yeah. And Tell I. What was her name? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> we Does she know? Does she know? 
Does she know that I got sick? Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, and all of the MCs knew that I got sick, and I was sobbing. Like, I thought I was going to die. Oh, you know? God. But it doesn't phase them, because these are the toughest mm. ladies, yeah. you know? And they, they see, see so... Yeah. Me getting sick was nothing. Yeah, they're like, walk it off. Yeah, yeah. but like, I'm dying. Yeah, yeah but every day there were people who were actually dying, yeah. so me yeah. dying, quote-unquote, yeah. meant nothing so oh. so i was bedridden in calcutta they you know it's bad when they put you in the wi-fi room you know the one room with the oh. wi-fi because they're like oh you're gonna be here a while oh. <laughs> they put me in the wi-fi room and i was just kind of scrolling around on youtube and that's how i found spoken word poetry for the first Ooh, time whoa. okay so what yeah. year is this this is in 2018 nice okay so it's all pretty new yeah wait did did the sister like apologize at all or was she just like ah. she's trying to toughen you up she's just like yeah, no. i don't think she did ever, ever apologized her no, no no they okay. were all the only thing that i really sticks with me that any of the sisters said was at 5 a.m they brought me because i was throwing up the whole night at 5 a.m someone like I think they physically, one of my guy friends, carried me to Mother House. Oh, my gosh. And the sister who runs the volunteer program really saw me. And really she, <laughs> she was What's like, guys, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No. Um, we have a special guest. Bring in Robert from Calcutta. <laughs> See, Robert was working with his sister. It was all planned. It was all it. Yeah, yeah. Guys, it. No, it's not a romantic story because... <laughs> No, sorry. Up on him. sorry. I get to the sister and she sees me and I had been have you ever in your life that you this you do edit these, right? Have you ever thrown up so hard that you fall over? Whoa. <laughs> this is ever like propelled forward. I've never had typhoid. Okay, I haven't fair. <laughs> I haven't fallen over, but I've definitely staggered. Okay. I've definitely like walking to a hostel in Ireland and kind of like thrown up so hard that I, it kind of staggered me. Also from typhoid? So why are we throwing we'll up? Say that. That. Sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll say that. Sure. Yeah, we'll say that. You're in Ireland. Yeah, a form of time. A guy in a Did place it? of service offered me a liquid that made me throw up. Similar story. Yeah. And he was like, it's good. It's good. He's like, trust, trust me. me. Yeah. I was like, you sure this is good? Okay. So similar. Similar experience. Yeah, nice. exactly. Cool, 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 cool. Well, it was Calcutta, so there was like two inches of just like standing water in the bathroom wow. on the floor. Oof. So I threw up and fell into the water. I get oh. to the, so I'm wearing like these like light gray sweatpants and I like get myself totally soaked, just like falling into the water. And I get there and the nun in front of everyone is like, oh, sweetheart, did you pee yourself? Oh my gosh. And I was like, no, I did everything else, but I didn't do that. <laughs> no, she wouldn't say that in front of people. <laughs> tough as nails, those nuns. Wow. They are the toughest ladies I've ever wow. in my life. They're like wow. Navy SEALs. They just don't care. Yeah. They're Really, so, really so you get super sick mm-hmm. and you're in this room scrolling through YouTube mm-hmm. and you come across like what, what's the kind um, of video you come across? Have you ever heard of deaf comedy jam? Yes, absolutely. They have a poetry version. Okay. That's what I really got stuck on. So I think that might've been like early nineties or something. Yeah. And if you go and you like one of the coolest ones to look at is like, it's like vintage Kanye and he's doing all of his really, really old pieces. Like it'll be like gold digger, but it's in the style of poetry. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, but guys, it was, it was before the other stuff. <laughs> it's old Kanye. And it's like old Alicia Keys. You like almost don't recognize her. Dang. Wow. Um, yeah. It's really cool. And then the, the guys who went on to make that movie blind spotting, like David yeah. Diggs and Ryan yeah. Casal. Yeah. It was really cool. So what was it about it that, like caught your attention i mean obviously it's amazing it's mm-hmm. amazing to watch but some people watch sports and go i'm never gonna do that this is awesome yeah, and you're I, like i'm gonna be kanye yeah. let's do it <laughs> i looked at it and like you know you I'm see something you're like actually maybe i could do that yeah you know yeah, um because yeah. i had been writing for like the past year before that um yeah. my friends and i we had a website that i wrote yeah. for and so uh, writing like long form articles or poetry or what okay 
Let's yes. We're just getting all my weird stories out. Fan fiction? Is it is it a fan fiction? Vampire fan fiction? Or no? It was a travel startup. Okay, interesting. Um, a a hustle, if you will. Um, yes. Called Truancy Travel. Okay. Uh, the October of our senior year, my best friend Miriam and I were sitting on the floor, drinking a couple beers, eating old Halloween candy, <laughs> and we we're like, "I want to see the world. I want to see the world too." But I have no money. I also have no money. And we we're like, "Well, what could we do to travel the world for free?" And we came up with the idea. We we're like, "Well, what if we got famous on the internet?" And then novel people, idea. What if we became like Instagram influencers our yeah. senior year of college and, and just well. write about the places you're going? Yeah, yeah. So what it's we a good did, idea. It's well, honestly a good idea. It was. We hit it. It doesn't really work anymore. What we did, but we went to like fraternity instagram pages interesting and we followed the fraternity boys because we were like who is not so bright (laughs) 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 who is not so bright easily manipulated strategy and like wants to go on vacation and we're like oh fraternity boys interesting we would follow them by the hundreds and then we would get apps that would unfollow them automatically by the hundreds so So they would follow us back was the idea that you were giving them like vacation advice we marketed ourselves as being able to help people find really cheap flights. Gotcha. Which okay. we were. Um, I'm here? so into this idea, by it's the not, way. It's not live anymore. I Dang can send you it. screenshots of our old Instagram page. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for a second, we were on top of the world. We had like 11,000 followers each. That's we awesome. were like, yeah. we did a whole month in Costa Rica with all of our accommodations provided. Wow, that's amazing. We got these followers and then we approached these hotels and we were like, hey, look, we have all these followers. They're young. Because Instagram can break down your demographics. Yeah. And we're yeah, like, yeah. they're 18 through 25. They're looking for spring break options. Crazy. Let us stay. We'll market you. Kids, don't right. go to college. I need to do that. Don't go to college. Why am I not doing that? Get Instagram famous. Don't go to college. We're going to work anymore because Instagram changed their algorithm. Yeah. Drink Dang. funny water. So you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Well, you'd have I to do it in a different way. Like you'd yeah. have to you'd have to just hustle. I know a lot of YouTube vloggers do stuff like that or um, photographers will take photos of exotic places mm-hmm. and sell the photos and stuff. So, okay. So, Dang. so you had been writing mm-hmm. and then you see this and you're like, okay, what if <laughs> so you've been writing travel stuff mm-hmm. and somehow you were like, did you, you were going to do spoken word travel? Yeah. I mean, anyone stuff? can rhyme. It's not crazy. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> but you, but the content was very different than mm-hmm. what you're doing now. Yeah. But I was writing a lot just even for my personal Facebook about my experience in Calcutta. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So I got back, I got to New York and I crashed with my best friend there and I looked up this place called the New Eurekan Poets Cafe, which is like the biggest okay. poetry scene in New York City. It's in like... Eh. Yeah, it's on like First Ave yeah. uh, near St. Mark's. And I just went to a show and I creepily watched for three weeks. And then a man who's now my friend, Dwayne, um, came over to me and he was like, you can't keep watching. You got to get up there. You got to go. Oh. He didn't mean it. He meant it in like a funny way, but yeah. it was like the push. And then the next week I got so up how, for the first time. How did he know? Could he just see it on your face that you wanted to do it? Yeah. I mean, I was being super creepy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like showing up super dressed up and like really nervous, like look. hands folded. Yeah. yeah. Like it was pretty clear, I think. So how many people, so what's this place called again? The New Eurekan. So it's New York and Puerto Rican. New Eurekan. Oh, interesting. Uh, Poets Cafe. So d- describe like, I mean, how many people are at these it's places? nuts. If you ever go to New York City, this is like the must thing you have to do. Yeah, yeah. On a Monday night at nine o'clock, they have their open mic nights. And if you're a person there just to watch, you can get there at 9 o'clock, buy a ticket, $10. If you want to perform, it's an open mic. They only take 25 people. People start lining up five hours in advance. Holy That's crazy. You have to wait. Yeah. So it's at 9 o'clock. People get there at early. At but how, how big is oh. the venue? Like how many people are like in there watching? I think it's probably like 150, 200 Holy cow. pushed it. Wow. So your first time performing, you're just the like in front of, of 150 yeah. people. 
Actually watching. Okay, because just to, I mean, let's just say in theory mm-hmm. that someone mm-hmm. was researching open comedy, open mic nights mm-hmm. in Dallas. Let's mm-hmm. just say mm-hmm. someone oh. was looking into this uh-huh. and was wondering, <laughs> like, Is it, I knew it. That's Nick. I yep. knew it. And was wondering, me like, and how Johnny many. have a little sketch <laughs> duo that yeah. we're working on. Woodworking. And, and was just wondering, like, how many people are kind of at these things. Right. A lot of them, it's like eight to ten people. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that would be nerve-wracking. It's a f- interesting first move. Yeah. Had you, had you performed? Were you? Are you just practicing in your bathroom at this point, and yeah. or had you done it in front of friends no, or anything? No, no. Dang, that was wow. the first time. And I, and you might even see it tonight. Still, like it's pretty much managed, but I was shaking yeah. all the time. Yeah. And now they're more like residual shakes. I like finish my piece, and then like I'll like, be like bye guys, and you'll yeah. notice I'm like yeah. twitching in the corner. It's a lot of oh. adrenaline, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to handle, yeah. and you have to like get it somewhere. Like you just yeah. like uh, do some push-ups or something. But it's, it's the so nicest group of people, and there's so many other artists there, so they're super supportive. And even when you do make a mistake, everyone there has yeah. made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of community because you wait in line together for five hours. Yeah, so. that's true. That's yeah. wild. That's cool. So mm-hmm. what what the the piece you performed like? How long was it? Was it super Most long? Most of mine come around three minutes. Yeah. So that's actually a lot to memorize, you know, because you write the piece oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you edit it, and then the memorization process is like you'll be pulling your hair quite a bit because mm-hmm. it's like because you, you can't mess up because it rhymes. Yeah. yeah. So if you mess Don't up, know. then there's no. You lose your spot. It's got to yeah. keep going with the rhymes. And like yeah. a different emphasis on words and like mm-hmm. you just got to know that so stuff. So you – I mean I don't know – I mean, I don't know how much of this you know, but like, what what is like the history of like what is spoken word compared to other things, or like, where did is this a particularly you know, like like African American culture? Thi- like, is this a j- rap adjacent? Is this like I think rap or adjacent this- is a great word. I was telling her before, it's a little tumor on the side of the rap scene. Yeah, like <laughs> um, there's like, definitely less of us. Like, which came first, like like people in turtlenecks performing poetry or yes. spoken word poetry? I think it was probably like a Shakespeare, you know, probably. probably. I, I think he'd be spoken word poet, yeah, spoken probably. word poet, probably. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't know. The but you know what I'm saying? One. Like, yeah. so, so they're truly the same thing, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, just with or without music. They. So, but is this kind of like a '90s development, or is this new, or is this something like spoken word poetry? Is it just a different name for something that's like poetry with a different emphasis, or like? I've always been kind of confused by I'm that. Actually, not sure. That's interesting. Yeah. Someone look it up. Yeah. Ian. Ian, get on Ian. it, Ian. Come on, Ian's Ian. Not here. <laughs> Ian's our producer. Uh, for you, what what really defines like what is it about spoken word poetry that for you like is the draw, the thing you like the most? Uh, the connection with the audience, and yeah. as opposed to just like my regular written word, yeah. it's so emotive. Yeah. You can really connect with people and you know convince them of something because a big theme in my work that I try to do is to like have it be art with purpose. Yeah, yeah. That's something that I mean a lot of my friends are very, very talented rappers, but some of the people who maybe I spend less time with the, the you know, you know rap music. Yeah. When it's about like sex oh, and drugs oh, and like well, no, but you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. like there's rap music that matters and mm-hmm. then there's the stuff where you're like, what? And so I try to write about stuff that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um because no one wants to hear me talk about sex and drugs. So But yeah. when 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 all these people are here uh-huh. in this club, like I mean they're probably all coming from tons of different backgrounds mm-hmm. and the content's very different. Yes. So is like when when someone gives you <laughs> props for a good performance, is it 
delivery or content or both or do the best people do both well, a combination of both because the other thing okay this is my tour guide if anybody ever was in new york on monday night oh, if you want to see yes. like music and rap and comedy and spoken word that's monday night at new Eurekan. yeah but if you just have you ever heard of a poetry slam yeah yeah yeah, yeah if you want to do a poetry slam that's wednesday night i feel like that's like everyone's wait, in so a circle that's a competition and then they like oh. go in so wait, so so, fight. so obviously, so, so yeah. obviously they kill whoever doesn't win. But yes, but obviously, yeah. what's the difference between a poetry slam and spoken word poetry? Or does anyone spoken care? word poetry isn't competitive? It's just like oh, me sharing gotcha. my poems tonight. Hopefully, you guys, it's not competitive. It will get competitive. <laughs> oh, I, Nick, I guarantee <laughs> you. I guarantee you. <laughs> we ambush you tonight. This is a slam poetry night. So you're gonna ambush. you're gonna perform yours, <laughs> and then Nick is gonna perform yeah, one as well. Yeah, I'm holding you to that. I got Robert Frost in the back of my pocket. That's the only poem He's I know. So, Roads He's so nervous. diverge <laughs> in a yellow <gasps> wood. I like told myself for some weird, weird reason that I was gonna memorize at least one poem. In you my told life. yourself in your life you were gonna yeah yeah at well, least like, one. Not just well, you still time. Not one that I've ever written. Okay, but just somebody else's. Nick, you can memorize Nick, mine. Just gonna, Nick, just, nice. okay. <laughs> Nick, just look up a haiku and memorize it before the end of the episode. And then slam. Haikus yeah, are like slam. haikus are like okay. ten ten words. Okay. You can do it. Do Nick. it. Do it. Pull Nick. out your phone and do it. No, I'm just going to use the Robert Frost one that okay. I already know. That's but not. Switch up, long. switch up some I'm words. That's very that's long. long. It's it's two it's like, stanzas. Yeah. Oh. That was oh. very really? educational stanzas. Oh. That was nice. She gave me a Valley Girl. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, sorry. I think I took you. Off. Well, the question I'm interested in is what to you makes the best spoken word like performance or per- like whatever like what. What is like really good for you? Mm-hmm. Like when you see someone perform, because you, I mean, how many nights have you been going? A lot. A lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I, like when you told me that you moved to New York to do this, because you have a daytime job, right? Or I'm a director of religious education. Seriously. Nice. <laughs> Grinding it at night <laughs> and do, working for the church during the day and like pursuing wow. her passion and then move there to fall. Like, I don't know. I just have a lot of respect yeah. for uh-huh. someone just like to go all in like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I'm but tired we, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I know we all are. It's the life. Yeah. Wow. So for you, what are when you see people perform? Mm-hmm. Who are some people that you're like, or what are like the qualities of one of those performances that's really good for you? If you can create something that's universally applicable, you know, yeah. because I definitely see, especially when a lot of poets want to cover really difficult topics yeah. and it gets political, I see a lot of pieces that will alienate one group or another. Yeah. And I personally, a number of times, especially, you know, it's New York City, you know how it is. Yeah. Um, my lifestyle is going to be very contrary to what a lot of people are projecting. Mm-hmm. And so I felt alienated by people's poems a lot of times. And so technically it's like their writing is incredible. Their delivery is wonderful. But I feel like I don't even have a space yeah. at that cafe yeah. then. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh, you just gave a poem about hating this type of person. That's actually me. <laughs> so like, hi. Hi. Yeah. Hi. yeah. yeah. And, and with my faith, a lot of the stuff that I would write about, I couldn't really bring to the poet yeah. tree cafe. You yeah, know, yeah. like I have to find very universal topics. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is so good, is though, that, it's connected. Is that something that's, um, like, are people, uh, like, do you feel the pressure to do that? Is that internal, external? Like, do you just not feel comfortable making it that explicit? Well, in a, in a way, I think it's good pressure because when I meet people, I meet them face-to-face during these slams or shows. And I present them with something that they are definitely going to connect with because I very intentionally chose a universal topic. And then they're going to connect with me on social media and see some of the things that I'm creating. Because I just started working with the Diocese of Brooklyn to produce videos. Nice, yeah. And those are going to be very faith-central pieces. Mm -hmm. But their previous experience with me is going to be like, no, she doesn't hate 
A, B, and C type of person. Yeah. Um, I'm the worst. Do a pause break I'm the worst. Here. I'm so Pull sorry. I'm the worst. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Sorry. I'm no, so sorry. Not. I'm the worst person. I thought you were laying a bed for me. I was going to go into the poem. We're going to the poem. Come. On that note. After our next segment. No. Um. That's that's interesting. We've talked about this a lot, and I don't know if you guys are uh, like frustrated by this topic yet, but we've talked a lot about (laughs) so frustrated. (laughs) Tell them. So this podcast is one of the few places in my life where I'm not explicitly. I'm not always like I don't know. I just don't care about it being explicit. We got a voicemail in a past episode where someone was like, "Could you make this more Catholic?" (laughs) You know, like like I'm I'm I was kind of confused. Like, is this Catholic or not? And so. I don't know. I'm interested in hearing your because you could just be like, you know what? I don't care, and just go in all smug like, yeah, and just like, be like, Jesus was Catholic, and so am I. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you could you could be explicitly Catholic, mm-hmm. and that's an approach. And there's nothing necessarily, I guess, wrong with that. But I'm interested in your. I I agree with mm-hmm. what how you're coming at it because mm-hmm. I do think it's harder to make something so universal. And so deeply Catholic at the same time. I think it takes more skill often. Mm-hmm. Um, at this, I mean, that doesn't mean Thomas Aquinas' Summa was lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> but like it, it is. Um, it's it feels like a more skilled and nuanced thing to accomplish really well. And I'd say the greatest, like the greater goal, isn't popularity and a lot of people doing those little finger snap things the greater goal is probably probably the greater goal is evangelization yeah um and it's not gonna work if i get up there and i'd be like yeah you're wrong i'm yeah, right tell you yeah yeah right. repent yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i hit them with love you know yeah, and yeah. then form relationships and that's where the yeah. magic happens everyone already knows that but <laughs> i love this about um comedians too like i'm getting really into i don't know just the it sounds so dumb because it's so popular right now but uh i'm really approaching comedy very differently than i used to because i have been exposed to a few people who are talking about topics kind of like what you're talking about where you're kind of confused about where they lie on the mm-hmm. on the, the the um the topic maybe a political topic or some type of like social justice, but, but they're just saying it in such a way because they're trying to make it universal to everyone in the crowd mm-hmm. and not make everyone feel alienated. Uh, Kevin Hart was talking about like he would perform in like, you know, Venice, Florida, and then perform in like Cincinnati, Ohio mm-hmm. to test his jokes with the different mix of the crowd mm-hmm. to try to like craft the jokes in such a way that no one felt left out Mm -hmm. he wanted everyone in the crowd no matter where he went in the world to to get the universal like truth in it Mm -hmm. and i think that's so that's so amazing i mean in some ways it's so evangelical but it's also just um it's exciting like that type of stuff is very exciting Mm -hmm. what kind of topics like have you found that you've like spoken on that people like people gravitate towards people, the most. Yeah, and the I chose a couple for later, and um, they're like a couple of my really universal ones mm. um, because they're the ones that get the most use. Yeah, um, and just why I have them for tonight. So materialism, because that's something pretty much everyone is struggling with mm-hmm. right now. Um, one is just on the concept. It's like a it's a metaphor. It's the idea of being pregnant with a dream. So mm-hmm. like feeling it inside you. It's kicking. Like you're getting ready for delivery as you feel like all of your hard work getting ready to be delivered. Oof. I've and never felt more feminine that's before in my so life. Good. I'm so excited. I think I'm a woman. But you I didn't know think, what it's I think like I'm to a be woman. pregnant with a dream. You know. That exactly. Much you know. Wow. Um, Someone be my doula. That moved me. 
And the last one, oh, the last <laughs> one is a little bit on the political side. It nice. Is about, it is, ooh, ooh, and here I am in ooh, Texas ooh, talking ooh, about immigration. Uh, this show is edgy, this guys. Show is edgy. <laughs> this show is go. edgy. Here we go. That's awesome, though. Um, yeah, so those are a lot of my more popular ones. Yeah, then, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Well, maybe this is a good time. Maybe we'll 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 hear one. Sure. And then uh, and then we'll keep going. And then we've never done this. We've never done a performance in the middle of the show. So spoken word perfect for it. I'm just okay. Talking. Awesome. Do you want <laughs> us to? to like, do yeah. Something? Do you want us like, to leave or just like? You're no. You can you definitely stay. No, because I'll be looking at you. This is gonna be a little. Oh, okay. Okay. See, I love this. I love how like in like I don't think you're explicitly in your face but i love how in your face like anytime i've went through your me obnoxious no 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 no. (laughs) anytime i've scrolled through your videos um or anytime i've seen something like this it's so even though i'm through the phone Mm -hmm. it just feels so like you're talking to me yes it's so like it's hard like like even while i'm watching i'm like i'm like where do my eyes go like (laughs) like i want to just listen but there's um there's like this implicit like vulnerability mm-hmm. in even just listening. So I'm excited. I, this is gonna be- I think sometimes for me, that can go like way over the top. But when I went to your Instagram and I was looking at a few videos, like I knew that I liked it because I felt like, um, I felt the authenticity of like, you're not trying to sell to me or anything like that. Like I always like trying to notice like if they've start or to see if I can notice if they have started or not. Mm-hmm. Is that, do, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with you, I couldn't tell. And I was like, oh no, no, we're in this. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Well then, in that case. Uh, okay, cool. We'll just, yeah, here we, we do go. like an Let's intro song or Well, like... no, we'll just, we'll just wait a few seconds so that okay. if we clip uh-huh, this out uh-huh, or something, uh-huh. yeah. That's fine. Okay. All right, cool. So here's Claire, spoken word. Put your hand on my stomach. Can you feel her? Blessed in holy water and baptized in her mother's blood, my dream sculpted from Adam's rib and Eve's touch. She's kicking. She's sticking to my bones. Her sticks and stones don't hurt. They heal. Can you feel her? When girls my age conceive, they're usually asked, aren't you a little young for a little one? But when I tell people about my dream, my invention, her conception, they say, aren't you getting a little old for such a big dream? Pregnant pause. Explanation because you're probably wondering if this is some sort of announcement. No, as far as announcements go, this one is cut clean. I'm just announcing that I am going to be the mother of a beautiful dream. Every night as I try to sleep, I can feel her kicking, teething, teasing, breathing, breathing, dreaming my dream. I've been bleeding for her since I was 13. My dream, she's the greatest manifestation of my femininity. She is strong, getting stronger every day, holding her breath a little longer. She looks like me and her father. She looks like me and my father. She looks like me and the father who planted me in a soil with a seed in my soul, with a need in my soul to deliver my dream to creation, to deliver my dream to his nation. People say they care, offering me back out, back alley, coat hanger, cliffhangers, like, how are you going to afford this? Why didn't you avoid this? You should have used protection, college. You should have known better. Acknowledge you had a spot in the race. What a waste. But I know that my dream, she's the product of love because there's nothing more natural or beautiful than a girl bringing a dream into this world, even when she has to raise that dream alone, even if she has to dream that dream all on her own. We have to teach this to little girls when they're young. We have to help them become the type of woman who isn't afraid to dream alone, the type of woman who can raise a dream all on her own. If you should ever have to give the talk (laughs) to a little girl, if that day should come, I want you to look her in the eyes and say, little one. When a girl loves herself very much, she believes in herself. 
And that is where dreams come from. I joke because I hope that a belly laugh might shake her right out of me. And with a giggle, I could hang another dream on the family tree. But truthfully, I am so scared. Because I've heard that the first dream is usually a stillborn. But I tell myself that means my dream will be born still. I will wait until the day she's due. Procrastinate to announce the dream who will coronate. Reign over my future. Crack open my womb. Roll away the stone and open the tomb. Oh, little town of Brooklyn. Is there room in the inn? Is there room for one more dream in the city that never sleeps? There's a lot of singers, a lot of musicians, a lot of cooks in Hell's Kitchen. Is there room for one more dream to lay her head? Can these city streets cradle a manger bed? Rock by baby, rock by baby, you're driving me crazy. Deliver, deliver, deliver. I shiver, wondering what'll happen the day she delivers, because I only know what she sounds like inside of me. I have no idea what the reality of her outside voice will be. And that terrifies me. She terrifies me. Ta-da! <laughs> oh my god! Thanks, guys. Wow. Wow. Man, can can I can I ask you to clarify <gasps> one, one line oh, for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, okay, I can feel it. I can feel I'm it. shaking. I can feel the femininity. Yeah. Uh, the, Dang. The, the the line that really just like brought me in, and if it's wrong, correct it for me. Okay, you said I've been bleeding for her since I was thirteen. Yes. Man, yeah, that was. What was that line? Correct. Yeah, like how I how I menstruation. Right, 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 right. Man, I don't I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. But man, that like brought me. Dang. In to wow. more of what you're Thank saying. You. That's actually that was, really great. Because I think because I'm always like, do people get that one? You know? No, I got oh, it. Yeah. Okay. I got, I got it. it. He's a female. Yeah. Good. So. Good. You're one of us now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Tell my wife. We have daughters. We have daughters. We know. No, I didn't know, you know who to hold the eye contact with because I was like, who has little girls? And who is a girl? You know, we got everybody. That was amazing. That was great. Oh. All right, Nick. <laughs> what do you have? Twinkle, twinkle. Wait, wait, wait. We hold need hold pause. Nature's first green is gold. Her hardest hue to hold. Edmund, shut up. I didn't say anything. This is beautiful. Her early leaves a flower. But only so an hour. Then leaf subsides to leaf. Then Eden sank to grief. So dawn goes down today. Nothing gold can stay. Nick Gutierrez. <laughs> Robert Frost. Drop it all. Move to the city. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> yeah. That was Nick Gutierrez yeah. quoting Robert, Robert Frost. Frost. That was amazing. Yeah. Wow. That was amazing. Wow. When did you did you memorize that just now? Uh, no, no, no. I was probably in middle school watching a lot of uh, The Outsiders. Read the book a lot too. I don't oh, know why. Great. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was amazing. Thank How you. like what is your process in like writing that? I my first job in New York City was at a huge, huge thrift store in Manhattan. It was a horrible, horrible job. And I wrote that poem on the back of a receipt, a very long receipt. Dang. Say, wow. A receipt well, from like well, CVS? Or no, yeah. exactly. So that's the problem. One of the customers is like, they're talking to me and I'm like, shh, shh, shh. Um, I, was, I, I was fired from that job. <laughs> but now we got this out of it. So. We got that. Yeah. You birthed that dream, girl. So you just, I mean, just wrote it right out? I mean, did you have, yeah. like, you edited, no, the, workshopped the, the, it or? No, the writing is the easiest part. The writing, every poem takes like 15 minutes. Interesting. Really? But then the memorization yeah. is like, yeah. I can't think of a time that I've like really memorized a poem and not ended up in tears because yeah. it's just like hours of practice yeah. and just being like and you can't just sit down for like three solid hours and then amazingly get it it's yeah. like 
an hour and then you're sputtering and i know this sounds silly but you like work up a lot of saliva you know yeah. so you're sure. just, like tripping over your words and your brain's going numb and so it's like an hour and then a break and then you go back and you've got it a little more and every night of sleep helps but i can't memorize a poem and like really have great delivery on it um without like a week of preparation yeah mm. yeah damn yeah. what's been something that ha- have people given you any like advice or tips or like is is like are you just like is this just you like is this just like mm. like tune out everyone else yeah, like how do you and just yeah. like i'm gonna do it how i want to do it yeah, definitely that. But also I get an incredible amount of firsthand inspiration because, I mean, I'm right in the heart of it. So all of my friends who are spoken word performers or um, rappers, like seeing them is just like so inspiring. Yeah, yeah. Um, and everyone is hustling so hard. Yeah. I don't have one like mediocre friend. They are all the hardest workers I know. Well, I mean, with if someone's like working really hard at rap, there's like a kind of like Ali. Right. Um, <laughs> there's kind of like a, a very obvious like financial path for that. Mm-hmm. Is are, are most people there that are hustling this? Is this just like a, a passion project that they're not? There's no like financial strategy or goal or like most people who I will generalize and say this. I think most yeah. people who are doing music or rap there's a financial goal in mind for yeah. the poets. It gets really confusing because nobody – I have a really great example. So, yeah. And this is a little plug. Okay? Do it. So I just produced and put out my first professionally produced video. Whoa. Where? Whoa. Where with, people... the di- with the Diocese oh, that... of Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So you just look okay. up Diocese of Brooklyn yeah, yeah. on Facebook and you'll find it. So this is the USCCB's Religious Freedom Week. Yeah. And so we filmed it. It was super exciting for me. It was like – Oh, I felt like I was in a movie. They like wired me up wow. and they had like all the cameras and it was like, take one, take two. And I was like, oh, I'm in a Mary-Kate Nashley movie. <laughs> 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 and, um, That's what I would have thought too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm in what I would describe as pre-financial goals right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. So my goal for that video is to hit 10,000 views. Yeah, yeah. I am currently stuck very solidly yeah. at... 8.5, which is yeah. great. Like, I'll get okay, there. We'll bump them up. But thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But I can't really move forward with this super financially until yeah. there's a certain level of success. Yeah. You know? But, like, what's the <clears> – <throat> like, if someone want, it, like if someone really loves playing guitar mm-hmm. and writing music, there's uh, – you know, obviously, you don't always want to just cash out on your hobbies. But but there's a, there's a career path, right? Mm-hmm. What like what but is people the people don't realize it's like I was describing this to a friend today. It's like Uber. It's like you're fulfilling a need that people didn't know they had. Yeah, for, I mean, nobody's now like, I... we need a poet for the event. Yeah, you well, know? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they need music for stuff all the totally, time. Totally, totally. But no one ever like needs a poet. Yeah. But now look at how much we all like Ubers. Oh I'm yeah. Saying. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, but nobody's willing to be the person to take the chance on it. So like this video, the one I just produced with the yeah. Diocese of Brooklyn. I'm not asking for any money from anyone. I'm just, I've contacted in the last week. I'm not joking. I counted today over 60 organizations being like, will you please share this video? Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Wow. Not it's a good single hustle. one has shared it. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. You shared it. Thank you. I <laughs> you am an organization. <laughs> I'm a very large. Show. It's the show. I'm a very um, large organization. Yeah. <laughs> I have contacted everyone. I won't name names, but any name you can think of, I contacted. Yeah. Well, that's um, the hustle though. Did they nope. say why they wouldn't share it? Are they just, in they one just way or another, most groups we'll call them, won't share something that they didn't produce. Mm. 
sometimes for like legal reasons and they like need to get it they they can get it um approved for sharing but for the most part people just don't seem that interested in it but then i also i had a poem on pornography Mm -hmm. and i was pitching it to again all of the obvious ones that you would think of who Mm -hmm. might want to adopt it that's what i'm asking people to do right now is adopt my poems Mm -hmm. because what i want is professional production yeah yeah Mm -hmm. because that is that it's one of my little goals right now is like higher viewership yeah and everything from now on needs to be shown yeah. on a real camera so do, do most spoken word poets like are they like i mean a poet is putting their works in a collection of like in a book mm-hmm. so is spoken are the most successful or like the spoken word poets that you look up to are they also doing music or are they also doing or are they more just like they become this personality that people just want them at their performances and stuff is it like events is kind yeah, of the yeah um and some of them go on tour some of the really successful yeah. ones that get associated with like button poetry maybe part of like rudy francisco might be a familiar one no, well see here's the thing when i ask you like name some spoken word poets you're not gonna know any because mm-hmm. it's a very Claire. rare thing thanks mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very rare thing to be successful at mm-hmm. or yeah. to turn into a career yeah, yeah. i mean i'm just thinking like as a, i'm a youth director you mm-hmm. work with youth you work at the church like i'm just thinking that was so captivating and obviously there's a lot of themes in there that you could use for Mm -hmm. i mean and like what you're saying that you can create ones that cater to different topics and stuff but using that like is it a teaching thing Mm -hmm. i mean comfort whatever it is i can just see that that's so not the norm that people can tap into that's like amazing yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's why I, I just need Hire a her. couple people to take. Yeah, a couple people to take a risk, and once they see it yeah. pay off for other sure. groups, mm-hmm. then they'll be more comfortable. But right now, I'm having a very hard time. Well, shout out to the diocese of Brooklyn because they're yeah. the first ones to be like, yeah. And then you guys. Yeah. This is like the yeah. next time of like We're the biggest. We're ahead of the game. Yeah. <laughs> We're Probably way ahead of the game. Of Brooklyn, so. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think youth is a really good demographic for spoken yeah. word. Yeah. Because I think youth ministry gets pegged as like emotionally manipulative. You know, but but that's not that's not what we do. Like mm-hmm. we, or I like to say, like we do a form of like constant engagement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and some speakers that I bring in to my youth ministry to speak to my teens, sometimes all the teens are able to take in is that yeah, that person was really passionate about whatever the topic was. Mm-hmm. They don't really remember exactly what was being said, mm-hmm. but they they uh, attribute the the truth of the matter with the passion of the person. Yeah. Right. And so so I I wouldn't call like what you're doing, like emotional manipulation in any kind of way, but rather like engagement. And I think youth ministry really allots like a lot of room for yeah. that too. Yeah. Seriously. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. That's one of my, one of my goals for the fall. I'm making my friends. I told them when I get back to Florida, we're going to have a party. That's not a party at all. It's very serious. Mm-hmm. And we're each going to stand up and present our goals for the yeah. next year to each I other. I love that. So I have them written on my phone. And one of them is to do one like parish event a month. That's awesome. Um, so cool. even if it's just local ones in Brooklyn and yeah, right. just getting started. What if, I mean, even like, I'm thinking like, parish you know the lenten missions are a big thing and Mm -hmm. for years it's just been the very typical a speaker comes in for three nights and you do kind of thing and i know our parish we're always looking for different things because we're kind of done with the okay three nights kind Mm -hmm. of thing so we're always looking for so even like something like that yeah how to break up the model yeah right exactly because the going model with a lot at least with catholic events is like you know talk Mm -hmm. praise and worship band Adoration, adoration confession yeah confession Talk, you know, I mean, that's why a, we got together because we wanted young adult stuff and we didn't want to do the typical right. what's happening. Yeah. And we've always just dreamed about just stuff like this that's out of the norm yeah. kind of thing. So we so, all need to become spoken word 
word pillars? No, we got one here. Okay, we already got one. You okay. need to learn how to. You need to move to Dallas. You do, no, no, and then you give a talk. You do confession. Okay, you know, we're having just, a retreat. Perfect. There you go. Where I, like I confess. Yeah, like I yes. do my confession. Yeah, yeah, just a different yeah. kind of spoken word. Yeah, yeah it's a different song. kind. Was that an usher? Was that an usher yeah. reference? I thought it fit. Usher, usher, right? Yeah. How old are How old are we, Allie? We're too old. I just turned sixteen. Yeah. What? That's not true. No, that's not true. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go. We have some. Que- we have a few questions here, so we're gonna From go to the Q and A. Yeah. If you guys have questions, think of some. You've already been asking some, but this is like the Q and A, the Q and A session. So these have come in hot. From the live audience over here. I feel like it's going to be my mom being like, why didn't you text me back? <laughs> your mom alive. your mom did not ask that question, that but, but we're getting in touch with her. Um, it's <laughs> And now your mom. Claire's mom, everybody. And the guy from Calcutta. Come on down. <laughs> the guy from Calcutta has been talking with Claire's mom, who's here. Okay. Uh, so here's a question here. Uh, your performance ushers in a true experience of beauty that brings the room together. Have you seen that happen in a larger audience? There's no right answer because yeah. yes sounds a little full of myself and yeah, no yeah. sounds like, yeah, and I've seen it happen with my performances and with other people's performances. Well, thank you for very much whoever said that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's connective and especially when you hit on those universal themes, it's something that I'm agreeing on, the audience mm-hmm. is agreeing on with me and with each other, they're yeah. talking about it hopefully especially because a lot of times I'm performing to other artists so with that piece more than anything it's kind of a moment for all of us being like oh, I do yeah. want this, yes. you know? I yes. am pregnant yes. Yes. <laughs> we're all mm-hmm. pregnant, it's a maternity thing, yeah, we're all pregnant <laughs> do you have any memories of or like any stories of like something like that happening where you really connected with someone that otherwise you would have uh, been very different from? A lady at one of my shows, maybe a month ago, a lady was on the way out, um, and she just passed me a straw wrapper. And I was like, what is this straw wrapper? And then I looked down as she was walking away. She didn't even say anything. It's when she'd written on the straw wrapper, and it was like, that made me cry. And then on the other side, it said, give birth to your dreams. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's like, got goosebumps. Oh, I know. It was really wow. nice. Yeah. Wow. All sorts wow. of people I never would have gotten to meet, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you feel like you're as you're listening to people from lots of various different like backgrounds and beliefs and mm-hmm. political affiliations and upbringings and um, do you find that it makes you appreciate different worldviews in a in a new way to like because for someone to get up I think and this is part of the reason why I love podcasting there's a man there's a quote that I'm forgetting but it's something like um, if I hear someone tell your story if I hear someone tell their story it's hard for me not to fall in love with them. Mm. Like in a sense of like, yeah. it's hard for me to hate someone if I if I hear them actually tell their story. Mm. And I feel like with that, you, it's a way of telling who you are. Yeah. And it's so, um, it's, it's so transparent and scary. It's like that disarming. I, yeah, that I feel like even if someone were to stand up, that was complete, I disagreed mm-hmm. in every single possible way. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine mm-hmm. being in this live experience with someone like putting you've put everything into that yeah and not be like i that was amazing yeah like 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 you said like okay the content i disagree with because maybe it's mm-hmm. like i hate <laughs> i hate blonde girls with from wherever right like but there must be something about that that you're like man i I appreciate something there. What is it that I'm appreciating? Maybe not. There have been, then, uh, you know, you plan different emotions with your poems and they'll be like, uh, and like the theme of that one maybe was like desperation and vulnerability, but there will also be poems that are purely meant to be like 
angry and like um satirical you know and so that's so funny that you just said that about like i hate blonde girls because like that has been like in people's poems about like oh white blue-eyed blonde girls and i'm sitting there i'm like well Hi. And I have to go up on stage well, next. Yeah. And I'm like, that's how you start. And welcome, I'm the, I'm the Claire. Yeah. That's exactly what yeah. happened. Um, you know, and it doesn't. And it, yeah. Yeah. It, it is. I think about it like with comedy, yeah. you know, where sometimes it'll be connective. And then sometimes when someone communicates exclusively in anger and ridicule, it's not going to be connective. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. there's no mm-hmm. vulnerability in anger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, have you listened to the Moth Radio Hour at um, all? Speaking of my mother, uh, she keeps sending it to me. Oh, really? <laughs> but I have not opened it. And now she knows. Okay, well, I, it's been a, it's been a long t- it's been a long time since I've heard it. But when um when I lived in Toledo and I first came across like Radio Lab, NPR, podcasting, mm-hmm. and stuff, one of the ones I came across was the Moth. And a lot of times, some of the stories you've listened to it. Has anyone else listened to this? No. So they're just basically stories, right? Like it's just someone telling their story. And it's not it's not like performative. Well, I mean, it's performative, but mm-hmm. it um, it's not like spoken word. Mm-hmm. It's someone telling like a specific story. Sometimes they're kind of funny. Sometimes they're not. And, you know, as you can imagine, like a lot of them lean in a certain mm-hmm. direction mm-hmm. as far as like the worldviews and the beliefs and stuff like that. But I found myself at, a, at the time, all I was listening to was Catholic radio. Mm-hmm. Like that was it. Mm-hmm. And so in some ways it was really refreshing to hear someone from a completely different you know, worldview, share something very like personal. And a lot of times these are uh, stories of like struggle or overcoming, you know, some family trauma or something. Um, anyways, I don't know why I'm telling that story, but there you go. Yeah. That was, that was me just sharing that. No, okay. What was that line you said though? You said vulner. No, anger doesn't breed vulner- vulnerability. There's no vulnerability in anger. Okay. I'm doodling. Right. <laughs> <that down. laughs> so good. Um, no well, vulnerability that is my own take on something that someone told me a very long time ago, not an original, this part, but, um, okay, it's, it's um, uh, mad is sad's guardian, Oof. you know? So anytime anyone's actually angry, they're actually just sad, oh. but they're just protecting themselves. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Um, so yeah. Have you ever bombed like yes. done horrible Oh, and it wouldn't have been that bad if I just accepted that I had bombed. Sure, it was sure, like, sure. I think it might have been that poem. I was like 30 seconds into it and I was like, mm. and you're like, uh. yeah, what do you do? When and you everyone's so nice. Everyone's like snapping. They're like, come on, you got this. We love you. Yeah. And you're like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you just like, the end. <laughs> and I went up. It would have been if I was like, sorry, guys. And I got off the stage would have been okay. But instead, kept going. I was like, you know what? Sometimes I think you could just see me like unraveling. I was like, sometimes in life you fail and you don't know the words, and that's okay because we're all on this journey together, just like twitching and rambling for like two minutes. You start and doing then, like a little jig. And I just kind of ran off the stage and left crying. Okay, but cried all the way back to Brooklyn. Okay, but then how long was it till you got back on the stage? A little while yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. so we time. Like, and then i got back up but i was mortified no but like what what like how did you get through that, that process because yeah. like bombing the, that bad the artist community yeah they are so awesome i was getting all these messages people were posting on their instagram story they were like claire mccallan is 100 certified like you mess with her you mess with me like you can't like, <laughs> like a game i was like yeah like i am i don't know what certified certified yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing with hanging out with poets everyone's got really cool language you know? yeah yeah so. <laughs> Great that's amazing like yeah. th- that's amazing i I, I really feel like, yeah, like community, the small, like, I mean, it's mm-hmm. big, but just like the, the, man, it's just like such a, 
what's the word? Oh gosh, like not a kiln, but like what's the pressure cooker? <laughs> yes, pressure cooker. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. What's the word? It's uh, like crock pot. Pressure. Come on, come on, come on. One word. Come on. Yes, yes, crucible. There you go. It's like it's a crucible. The community, the positivity of like just say it, just be honest and vulnerability. Man, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Other question. Who are your favorite spoken word poets? We've talked about this a little bit, but yeah, if you, do you have like a list? Do you have, uh, like, give us I some guess. names and we can add them in links and show, you know. Do Rudy later. Francisco is my okay. number one. Um, yeah. You guys know them? Rudy. Yes. Rudy. Awesome. Um, David Diggs. He was in Hamilton. Interesting. <gasps> uh-huh. He, yeah. Yep. Right. And now he narrates, what's it? It's like the Disney Animal Planet thing. It's like a children's oh, yeah, show. Yeah. Yeah. He's a very recognizable voice. Um, and his partner in crime, Raphael. Because uh, I think it's Casal or Casal, it's C A S A L, and they just produced a movie together a year ago, Blind Spotting, and theirs were really the videos that like really got me into it. Um, mm. Anything deaf poetry jam is yeah. really cool. Um, and then out of my friends, shoot, I can't I can't even start listing my friends. I'll give you guys a list for later because okay. yeah. I don't want to forget anyone. Seriously, you know, but we'll I put them in the show notes. know so many talented people. Yeah. It's mm. like almost heartbreaking how many talented people yeah. I know because mm-hmm. I've talked to some of my friends who were like, okay, what happens when we all see each other again in 20 years? Yeah. The majority of us have kind of dropped it. Mm-hmm. Maybe two people really succeed, you know? Yeah. Um, cause right now everyone's fully hustling. Cause right now it could happen for yeah. anyone, yeah. you know, yeah. but it'll be a very, very small percentage. And mm-hmm. it's like, who will continue it as a hobby for the love of it? And who will be like, oh yeah, I did used to do poetry. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So yeah. Cause like success isn't necessarily economic success or right. financial success success mm-hmm. could be that like like i can imagine someone who just like works a day job and this is just their their heart like this mm-hmm. is just what they do you know mm-hmm. like um so we we'll, we'll put all the any names you awesome. give me we'll put in the show notes absolutely um someone said why hasn't chance made a good song since coloring book okay well who said that that's a very neutral that's a very neutral question neutral um Disagree. I liked Coloring Book Classic. a lot. Obviously, loved it. But I disagree. Right. I would say whoever wrote that should listen to the new album they came out with. There today. we go. We were listening to it earlier. Take. I there liked it is. It. Acid yeah. rap. Allie's into acid, acid rap. rap. Mm-hmm. I love it. Nick, Allie, do you have any other questions? No, that's. I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's like such a gift to have that I don't think I have. But like to be able to write just in that way, and then to remember, like that's amazing. Well, thank you. It's, I think it's very it's very exciting for me because I realized, I was like, wait, you can discover that you have a gift at, like, 24. Mm. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. I so mean, who knows what else is coming for us? It's like Mother Teresa. I think about going back to Mother Teresa. Like, her, she was 49 when she received her mm-hmm. call within a call. And, like, so many people, I have friends that are younger than me. I'm 29. And so they're in their younger 20s. Mm-hmm. And they think that life has just passed them by. And they're like their dreams are gone and like all that stuff. And I just think of like, there's all these older um, people in their life that they just kept doing what they were supposed to be doing, kept following Jesus. And like, it just happened mm-hmm. and whether it happened in the way they wanted or something different, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's amazing. That's cool. Yeah. I had something I wanted to bring up. Um, there was a interview that someone posted between um, Jacques or whatever, however you pronounce it. That's how it. you say it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Derrida, who is like a, postmodern philosopher sam roca is gonna like give me such crap for this he's like anyways um he's a philosophy professor he's gonna give me all this crap but anyways he interviewed this um famous jazz musician who i didn't really know about but this guy last name coleman i I don't know how to pronounce his name either but it was really gary coleman gary coleman no not gary (laughs) coleman yeah 
But it was interesting. The the Ronnie interview. Coleman. I'll put the I'll put the link in the show notes. But in the interview, you have this guy Derrida, who, from what I understand, don't shoot me anybody who knows philosophy better than me. But from what I understand, part of like postmodern philosophy was this idea that words, like sentences, have an infinite number of interpretations. Like there, like there's there might be a correct interpretation, but then there's there's an infinite, almost infinite way number of ways that you could interpret a sentence because we all bring our different perspectives our baggage the the context of the moment when you read it even like if i read it now versus i read it 10 minutes from now and so it was really interesting you have this philosopher who is exploring the ways to interpret words and then you have a jazz musician and and jazz is like uh, and so this guy coleman that when they're talking he writes he composes jazz music Mm -hmm. but jazz music is very improvisational so like derrida was like how do you write improvisational music and so they have this it's a really fascinating interview where they're kind of going back and forth about that and derrida's trying to kind of relate it to his um to his line of work right like philosophy and words and stuff and there's this part here where um i mean he says a little bit like coleman says um I want to stimulate the musicians I'm writing music for instead of asking them simply to accompany me in front of the public. Mm. And he talks about like how when this group of jazz musicians are together, that's something unique when you're like in the moment and you're, and he says he writes just kind of a framework, but then in the moment it's like, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, uh, he goes on to, anyways, at, at one point he's saying, um, in jazz, you can take a very old piece and do another version of it. So, like every new moment of it, it brings it to the present. Um, and then later, Coleman asks Derrida this interesting question because Derrida grew up in a lot of different, um, like he has a lot of different ethnic backgrounds and stuff. So he has like like three different, um, I guess you'd call him like like he's fluent in like three different languages. Mm-hmm. And Coleman says this. And he asked this philosopher Derrida this: Do you ever ask yourself if the language that you speak interferes with your actual thoughts? Like, do, do you ever feel like the language that you're choosing to, or even maybe the language that's in your head mm-hmm. interferes with like your actual thought? Can a language of origin influence your thoughts? So, like, if you're born in France versus being born in England, being versus being born in in. Uh, Tanzania, like your Uber driver. driver, Yeah. (laughs) He speaks English and Swahili. Nice. So for him, like language is very interesting, like where the verb comes, where the noun, you know, like stuff like that. I just thought that was really interesting. And Derrida says, it's, it's an enigma for me. I cannot know it. I know that some, he says this, I know that something speaks through me, a language that I don't understand that I sometimes translate more or less easily into my language. And he says, I am, of course, a French intellectual. I teach in French speaking schools, but I have the impression that something is forcing me to do something for the French language. The reason I bring that up is because, I don't know, I, I, th- I think there's a lot of like correlations to like, your, like poetry and art is such an interesting, you're using words to try to express, I think, something inexpressible. And I just wonder what you thought, like what you're as a spoken word poet who's writing something, but also there's this like present nature to it. Like every time you perform that mm-hmm. poem, I'm sure it's different. Mm-hmm. And like there's something awesome. And it's interesting too, you know, you're trying to record them, but then also like something different about every time you do it. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Like I know that's a ton and I probably didn't 
Say what? I didn't package that what? a lot really well. I'm <laughs> yeah, also say a what? French intellectual. <laughs> <so. Yeah. laughs> but um, maybe the maybe the first question is just like, do you guys feel Claire? Do you feel like your words adequately express your thoughts? Like when you're writing this, do you feel like all the words that you write are expressing like, or is it the whole thing expressing it, or is it? in the moment expressing it the writing process is like too weird it's like a little like out of body experience not yeah. to be so dramatic but it just like like i said they write themselves in like 15 minutes and yeah. it's not anything i was thinking it's just like especially sticking with rhyme schemes and beats it just like pours right out and it's on the paper i don't really know how to describe it better because it's yeah. not like i had like a classical training yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. um and it's just like it was it feels like it already existed and then I just like kinda wrote it down if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, each time you perform them they take on their own lives yeah. and you work off of that audience. Um It's like asking someone how you talk. It's, it's like so I just do yeah. it. It's just it's a in thing my head that and I yeah. Comes out. yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you guys think that your language influences the way you think? Do you think like your words like the way you construct your words is also influencing the way you're thinking and expressing yourself? Tonight, on Friday at 10 p.m. Do you think that? Jimmy, Jimmy's saying yes, it does. Jimmy, Jimmy has a hot take. No. no. <laughs> I'm not convinced I know how to read. I think I've just memorized a ton of words. Ooh. Whoa. That's deep. That's a Nick Miller quote. Oh, oh. Claim that one. Come on, guys. Especially you. I thought you were going to get that new girl oh, okay. quote. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Touche. Do you guys feel like when someone performs, when Bono gets up on stage and perform, or like, yeah, when, when Bono gets up on stage and performs a song he's written 20 years ago for the 100,000th time, mm -hmm. is something lost in that performance or is something new? Is that unique? Is there, is there some, I mean, I, I think we all agree that every time you perform it, it's something different, but is it really that special when you do it again? I think it would make it special when you see other people hearing it for the first time or maybe the hundredth mm -hmm. time or you see other people interacting with it and being moved by it. So even if you don't feel, okay, this is my thousand time doing it, but you see other people be moved by it. You're like, still got it. I like that a lot. Nailed yeah. It. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nick, I'm not cultured enough for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> You're also a French intellectual. Mm. Cool. Nick, Nick, how do you speak Ooh. your thoughts? Uh, Urban Dictionary. I <laughs> often study that first. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I let that influence. Where from my your day. body do your thoughts come? My hips. Okay. Interesting. Nice. You Interesting. Answer that very yeah. fast. Yeah. Is, this, is this what you say, or is this what your wife says? Your wife uh, says, like, you don't think from your head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, after this segment, we'll be no. <laughs> Emily, come on down. <laughs> Well, Claire, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Are there any other like shout outs or anything you want to plug or anything like that? Where, they can, else? where can they follow? Well, we'll have it where they can follow you. Yeah. Like we'll have yeah, all the links okay, in everywhere where this shows. You'll have links to all of your stuff. Mm -hmm. So where, where, where's like the primary place you would want people to go? Facebook, Instagram. Do you have a website? No, that's also on the uh, list. We're going to get that. That's, we'll see. That's something that's coming now that I finally have like the professionally produced videos yeah. Yeah. for my iPhone videos. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say Instagram as of right now because now they got that IGTV. Mm. That's yeah. great. You know, yeah. so you can have a full length mm -hmm. poem. Yeah. So and you got a few up there, right? Like you got yeah, a lot of them up there. It. Yeah. I work hard. This episode <laughs> is brought to you by Squarespace. Build it beautiful. <laughs> Squarespace. Sponsor us. Enter promo code from my hips <laughs> at checkout no, to get, to get 20% off. Hips, yeah. Nick's hips. From Nick's hips. <laughs> well, thanks for being here, Claire. This was awesome. Thank this you. This was like. 
like we've never had like a performance in the middle of an episode. It was just so cool. cool. It was really cool. That was amazing. Thank you. All right. Well, is there any other announcements? Allie, do you have anything coming up? Nope. Nick, do you have any? Tell us about your tour dates. When are your tour dates oh, coming up? Yeah. Tell them what you're doing tomorrow. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. my yeah, uh, or the country band that I'm in is playing a Christian music festival, which is the most hilarious thing to me in the world. We're playing Celebrate Freedom tomorrow at Texas Motor Speedway in Fort Worth somewhere. So that's awesome. Apparently like 30,000 people are going to be there. It's going to be famous. You're a famous person. That's right. Who are you playing with again? Uh, Nick's Hips. No. Uh, (laughs) uh, For King and Country, uh, Melinda, is that the... Marinda. Melinda. Mandisa. Mandisa. Oh, my God. Uh, Pat Barrett's going to be there. He's a good, good father, maybe. Yeah, he's a good, Pat good Barrett? Father. Who's that? The he's good, good father singer. guy. The Build My Life guy. He's the Build My good, Life. Good, good father. Yeah, there he is. There he is. Oh. Um, Micah, whoever, the guy, um, the guy with the clocks in his music video. Oh. Uh, so he's going to be famous. Yeah. So people will yeah. see you there tomorrow. See you there. Everyone will see you there. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Claire, for being here. This has been the show with Evan Mitchell. Follow us everywhere, and sharing is caring. Talk to you later. Bye. Good job, Claire.